Hey everyone, Matthew Bivens here. And before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a free new tool that I've created to help you experience more abundance and love in your life. The tool is called the Abundance Benchmark. And you can get it again for free right now, right this second at matthewbivens.com. Now, the Abundance Benchmark is all about feedback. It's going to give you powerful insights into how you're showing up in six key areas of your life, faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. Now, here's the heavy part. Neglecting any one of those areas or doing the opposite and overextending yourself in any one of those areas leads to feelings of being incomplete, unfulfilled, overwhelmed, out of touch, and just a general feeling of lacking or depression. And none of those feelings jive with creating the life that you were meant to live. So grab the tool, use it. Again, it's 100% free and you will get some feedback on how you're showing up in life along with actionable advice, action steps on how you can improve your weak areas. So head over to my website. Again, that's www.matthewbivens.com and get your abundance benchmark today. Welcome to Having It All. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I bring you conversations and insights that explore the question, what does having it all mean to you? My goal is to leave you with stories you can relate to and messages you can take action on so that you can create an abundant, loving life. I am so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. Now, let's jump right into this episode. Today's conversation is all about fear. It's one of those topics that is easy for me to talk about. I've absolutely experienced many fears in my life, and it's something that you know we can all relate to because, again, fear plays a part in, I think, our everyday experience. Um, but I have a really cool story about fear, and I have some things to, to share with you, some perspectives and thoughts on fear. And I think for me, this is a topic that is particularly relevant because of how I have related to fear in the past couple of years. So I'm going to kick this off by telling you guys a story. Um, This past weekend, I did something that millions of people have done and millions more people have thought about doing, and that was jumping out of an airplane. That's right. This weekend, I went skydiving for the very first time in my life. First time I've ever done it. Now, the story about how this came about is actually pretty interesting. Um, A great friend of mine, his name is Howie. He is a seasoned skydiver. Howie has, I believe, close to a thousand jumps under his belt. So he's been doing this thing for a long time. And when I learned that, I told him, hey, Howie, you know, I think it would be great for us to do a skydive one time. And Howie took that and he's like, okay, let's make it happen. So he texted me a week ago and he says, um, let's do it May 1st. Right now, as I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you guys, it's close to the end of April. And Howie says, let's go May 1st. And I said, all right, great. Put it on my schedule. Put it on my calendar. So uh, fast forward a couple days, and my wife, Sarah, um, it's, a, it's the weekend, and Sarah says, I'm going to take you on a hike this Sunday. I was like, really? We're going for a hike? Where are we going? And she says, I'm not going to tell you where. And uh, you know, I'm not going to give you any details, just... Be prepared to go for a hike, you know, put on your 
your hiking shoes and your shorts and all that great stuff and uh, be prepared. I got all the supplies and I got our, our snacks and, you know, just hop in the car and I'm going to drive. So don't look at the GPS because I don't want you to know where we're going. So, you know, Sunday morning rolls around, we hop in the car and we head out for this hike and we're driving and we drive for about 45 minutes and I'm thinking, where the heck are we going? You know, I'm like playing through my mind all the different hiking spots, all the the national parks that are near where we live in Georgia. And I'm thinking, I I guess Sarah found a, a, a brand new exotic hiking location that I've never heard of. So we're driving for about 45 minutes and then we make a, a hard right hand turn on this little this little back road. And it's like a neighborhood. You know, it looks like a neighborhood. And I'm thinking we must be going into some, you know, some secret place. We're going to have to jump some fences. We're going to have to to go through some no trespassing signs. And then I see a sign ahead of me and it says airport office. I'm like, airport? And we turn. We turn left at this sign. And we come around a bend and I see the road that we're on dead ends at an airport, a little airstrip. And, you know, my heart immediately started racing and my hands got sweaty because I realized holy crap, we're not going for a hike. I'm about to jump out of a plane. <laughs> so I turned to Sarah and I just had a grin on my face and was like, are you serious? And, you know, she started laughing and she told me the whole story about how her and Howie had planned this out. Howie really wanted to surprise me with the jump. And so they 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 batted around a few ideas. And ultimately they they came to this idea where Howie was going to text me to set up a dive about, you know, a week early or excuse me, a week later. And then Sarah was going to take me to meet him a week earlier. So, you know, it was a total setup. Um, I had no idea that I was, I was on my way to, uh, to go skydiving. And so when I arrived, I had only moments to process what was going on before we walked in the building, filled out the paperwork. I met the, the guy who was going to be on my back, pulling, pulling the ripcord. And, you know, he takes me through the, he puts me in the harness and he takes me through all the things that I needed to learn. He's like, what you're going to do, you're going to crouch, lean back on me, put your head to the right. When we get out of the plane, hold on to the straps. When I tap your shoulder, open your arms, kick your legs back. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to, to remember all these different things and I'm getting nervous thinking, crap, what if I can't remember all this stuff? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And I think the from when we arrived at the at the landing strip to when we you know stepped onto the plane was about thirty thirty maybe forty five minutes, so it wasn't very long at all. So we hop on the plane. It 
takes us up. And Sarah actually had the opportunity to go with us on the plane. She sat in the co-pilot seat, which was very cool. Um, as I'm recording this right now, Sarah and I are entering our, what is it, 20th week of pregnancy. So Sarah was not about to jump, but she did want to go for, for a ride and her own adventure. So anyway, we get up there, 15,000 feet, doors open, everybody files out. It's my turn. I look out. It's just blue sky. It's absolutely beautiful. And the next thing I know, we are falling. So that was an absolutely incredible experience, totally exhilarating. Um, Felt scared out of my mind. At the same time, felt incredibly excited. And the reason why I'm talking about skydiving while I why I started this this podcast episode out with this story was because it's a perfect visualization visualization for today's topic. And today's topic is about I remember I said fear, but it's really about jumping into fear. So, a few months ago, a video popped into my Facebook feed and I found it incredibly inspiring and surprising at the same time. Uh, it was inspiring because the message was just on point. The message was that you have to jump in life. If you truly want to experience being alive and living, you have to jump. And all the people who have experienced great successes and have lived their lives the way that they've wanted to, they've jumped. I found that incredibly inspiring, and it was surprising to me because the person who was relaying this message was Steve Harvey, the comedian, and I, I didn't expect this type of uh, powerful message to come from Steve Harvey. You know, I'm familiar with him. I've, I've watched some of his stand-up comedy. I used to watch his TV show, and uh, this particular video, it was, it was a message that he delivered to the audience at the game show that he hosts, so I think it was... I think he hosts Family Feud. I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't do my research to find that out. But he's. Uh, I- I'm actually going to put a link to this video in the show notes. So you'll be able to watch it yourself. But he's standing and he's he's just addressing the audience. You know, it's like after the show has wrapped up um, and the crew is behind him, sort of cleaning up the set. He's just talking to the audience and he 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 shares this uh, this story and message about fear and about jumping and about your gifts. And I, I watched it a few times when I first saw it, and I shared it with um, with my friends, and I shared it with my COI group. That's the the circle of influence. They are my life accountability group, um, and you know we all watched it at one of our meetings. And uh, so when I was preparing for this conversation right now, I went through and I, I watched it again, and I actually pulled a, a couple lines from it. I'm going to read it to you right now. Um, Every successful person in this world has jumped. Eventually, you're going to have to jump. You cannot just exist in this life. You have to try to live. If you're waking up thinking that there's got to be more to your life than there is, then believe that there is. Believe in your heart of hearts that there is. But to get to that life, you're going to have to jump. And so I, I love the message and, you know, Steve Harvey delivers it in his, in his uh, perfect way with his accent and you're going to have to jump. And, you know, the gist of the video is that every single person on this earth has a unique gift. There's something about you that you can do with more proficiency, with more skill, with more love and more passion than anyone else in the world. 
And your gift may not be in, you know, may not be as an athlete or uh, an artist or a, a musician. Your gift might be a parent or your gift might be uh, in gardening or perhaps you, you're the best person at grilling up turkey burgers. You know, your gift could be in all these different areas. And in life, you know, the people who you see who, who as Steve Harvey puts it, um, they're soaring by. You know, these are the pe- people who are experiencing abundance, just abundance and bliss and happiness in all these different areas of their life, you know, their finances and adventure and their health and their family. Those people who are experiencing that abundance, perhaps it's because that person has identified their gifts and they are living in their gift. And so the video goes on and, and Steve Harvey goes on to talk about how the only way for you to soar, the only way for you to to be like those people and to experience the abundance in all those different areas is for you to jump. You have to take your gift, put it on your back, just like I did with the parachute. You have to jump. You have to jump out that plane, jump off the cliff into the big blue abyss, and you have to pull that cord and let your gift fly. Let your gift take you and, 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 and soar. And that's the only way to see what truly living is like. That's the only way to feel truly alive. And there is a, a difference between living and simply existing. You know, living is jumping. Living is taking risks. Living is putting yourself out there, pulling that ripcord and, you know, seeing how, you're, how far and where your gifts can take you. Being alive is simply just getting by. Being alive is maintaining. Being alive is going through their routine, doing those things that you know need to get done so that you can simply exist. And so there's a huge difference between the two. And in the video, Steve Harvey talks about when you first jump, when you get your feet off that cliff, when you jump out in there and you pull that that cord, your parachute is not going to open right away. You know, your gifts are not going to immediately allow you to soar. It's going to take some time. And during that time, you're going to fall. You're going to hit some rocks. You're going to scrape your knee. You're going to break some bones and you're going to bleed. But eventually, if you believe, if you have faith, if you trust in yourself, you trust in your gifts, your parachute has to open. It has to. And your gifts will allow you to soar. So there... There's just something about that message that um, that hit me, and as I was thinking over the past couple of days, uh, as I'm as I'm talking to you right now, it's a it's a Tuesday morning, and I went skydiving on Sunday, so I had a, a you know forty eight hours or so to really just think about that experience, think about how I was relating to the fear that I felt, even when I was talking to Howie initially, you know, when I set up the first date May first, I thought, wow, okay, this is gonna happen. So the fear crept up. And then getting to the point where literally I had to jump. Like I had a choice, obviously. I had a choice to to back out, to say no. I didn't even need to to agree to um to go skydiving in the first place, but I did. I said yes. And right at that moment when I'm fifteen thousand feet up and the doors are open and the wind's blowing and it's cold, that was one thing I didn't realize. It it's cold up there. It's freezing up there. So anyway, when you're up there and and you jump, you know, you really are taking a risk, obviously. And so I I think about that experience and I think about 
in my life and the times in my life when I've experienced abundance and when I have truly soared. And I can always link those experiences when I'm living life, when I'm truly living, I can always link them back to a moment when I jumped. And what, what, what is really interesting is that our egos are so skilled at creating reasons for us not to jump, at justifying not jumping, at rationalizing the decision, as putting, at putting obstacles in our way. There's so many reasons in life that we can come up with not to jump, you know, and many times we allow those things to impede our jumping. And when I think of jumping, I think of a choice, really, a choice to choose love over fear. That's that's really what it's about. You know, everything can be boiled down to that. And um, that conversation Reminds me of the quote by Jack Canfield that everything you want is on the other side of fear. And so when I think of my life, if I, if, if I stack up all the opportunities I've had in my life to choose to jump and to choose love over fear, then I know for myself those numbers are overwhelmingly lopsided. For most of my life, I have chosen fear. I have absolutely chosen fear for for most of my life. You know, and it hasn't been until the past five, maybe six years that I have cultivated this habit of choosing love and of jumping. So when I think back into my past, um, I have a lot of memories of me as a young man just choosing fear. Um, I remember my dad signed me up for a teen weekend when I was a kid. I was probably about 13 or 14. And it was just uh, it was an ex- weekend experience. I got to be with a group of other of other kids, um, and I think it was, you know, as I think back to it, it was a it was a about relating to life and about knowing who you are. And there was some powerful stuff that I was getting exposed to as a kid. But I was scared. I was scared out of my mind. I was scared of of going into this place that I didn't know anybody. I was scared of what they were going to ask me to do, and at that point in my life, I was, I was not transparent at all. I kept all my emotions inside. I kept everything bottled up. I pushed them deep, deep down, and I didn't let anybody in as, uh, into, into what was going on in my mind, in my heart. So the thought of going to this place where people were opening up terrified the crap out of me. And I remember going the first day and coming home and being like, okay, that was all right. And my dad was like, okay, cool. We're going to go again tomorrow. And we arrived to the teen weekend the second day, and I refused to go. I sat in the car, and I just cried. I did not want to get out of the car. You know, my dad got a little frustrated that I wouldn't get out of the car. We eventually arrive at the, um, well, we, we, we are sitting in the parking lot at this point. And all of the other kids, the, the, the kids, and I guess I'm not going to call them teachers, but the, the counselors or the people who are putting on this weekend came over to the car as well to see, what's going on, Matthew? why don't you come? You know, we had a great time yesterday. We want you to come out there. But I was, I was scared and I chose fear. I never got out of the car. I also have plenty of examples uh, throughout school when just being in class and the teacher asks a question 
Um, and I know the answer. You know, I know the answer. I'm so certain of it. But I am afraid of raising my hand and putting myself out there because of what if I'm wrong? You know, what if I, I don't have the correct answer? And uh, and what's the consequence of that? You know, people are going to think I'm X, Y, Z or uh, I'm going to feel foolish and just countless examples of of that. You know, and of course, when the answer is told by someone else, I'm like, oh, I knew it. You had the answer, Matthew. Why didn't you raise your hand? And I have I have memories of uh, from high school prom wanting to ask a certain girl to prom, but just being afraid, lacking that confidence feeling as if of course she's going to say no or of course somebody has already asked her or of course fill in the blank and and then not actually going through with it and i also have memories of and this is probably something i I still deal with from time to time but just being a a mixed race kid growing up in the south you know i moved to atlanta in 1996 i was turning 10 years old um, that year and uh, it was the first time that I had experienced people who asked me questions like, what are you in terms of my skin color? And going through from, you know, from, from those experiences onward as I, as I continued living here in the South, which I absolutely love, by the way. Um, I'm born in California, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Southern guy. And so although I have had my, my, my fair share of experiences that um, I may not have had living elsewhere. Uh, I, I absolutely love the South. But, you know, living here, I have absolutely had people who have questioned me. Um, I've, I've heard people making comments about, you know, race, about all these different things. Um, and I have felt at times like I needed to stand up for myself, I need to stand up for my family, for my race, for whatever it is. Uh, but choosing not to. You know, so there, there's another example of me choosing fear and being afraid of what it would look like or what would happen if I stood up for myself. And um, just recently, actually, on Friday, this past Friday, I went to a, a podcast networking event. And for me, networking events have always been something that I've, I've felt fear around. Um, the idea of stepping into a room of people who are all engaged in conversation and then me having to go insert myself into one of those conversations that that still to this day brings a, about a certain level of anxiety within me. But um, and in the past, I, w- I would choose not to go. I would make every excuse, you know, like I mentioned earlier, my ego would create every justification for why I did not need to go. And I would rationalize that decision and I would I would make that decision to not go the correct decision in my eyes but I also know what it's like to soar I know what it's like to choose love I know what it's like to jump and I know what it's like for my gifts and my passions and my creativity and the love I have in myself and for myself to carry me you know I have three examples in my life of when I asked myself the question and had the the courage to answer the question what would you do if you were not afraid? The first time was back in 2010. I had just graduated from my master's program. I was sitting here holding a degree and I had plans in my mind to go get a job with a salary and benefits with my degree. But an opportunity came across my lap to, to jump into a startup company. 
And I thought about it and I was afraid. I was scared of the financial implications of jumping into this company, which wasn't going to pay me right away. I was going to be an intern. I was scared of some of the, the, the social ramifications of taking this degree that I've spent all this money and time earning and then not necessarily using it. I was afraid of what people might think of me or people might say. But I jumped. I chose to take that leap. and I jumped into the company. And I had an amazing experience that lasted three years. I did some incredible, incredible things that I would have never have done had I not jumped. And I met my wife there. You know, Sarah and I met in this company. And that's where we were. We had the opportunity to to create the relationship and the friendship that is the foundation of our relationship. The second time that I answered that question and I jumped was when I formed my previous company, The Digital Marketing Guy. I had accepted a position for the the director of marketing for a video production company in town. And I worked there for a month. And after a month, I just felt like, you know what, this is not for me. Um, Yes, I'm getting paid. Yes, I, I finally got my salary position with benefits. But the type of work did not resonate with me. I wasn't passionate about it. And it just didn't sit well with me internally. And I remember having a conversation with Sarah. We're sitting, I'm sitting on the floor of our bedroom. She's sitting on the bed and I'm just telling her, I'm venting really. I'm just venting about my frustration and my unhappiness. And I said, you know what? What would I do if I wasn't afraid? If I wasn't afraid, I would quit. I would give them my my resignation letter, um, give them two weeks, and I would start my own company. And I did. I jumped. I took that that leap. I jumped, started my own company, and that led me to meet some incredible people to which I'm I'm still very close with, very connected. It it it, it led me to it introduced me to the Yorday Balance game, which is a, a three dimensional game of health, fitness, love, and balance that I'm a huge part of right now and is a huge part of my life. It has absolutely changed my life and um, I've grown in who I am as a person. I've had the opportunity to heal who I am as a person um, because I took that leap and I made that jump into that entrepreneurial role. And then the third example of me soaring and choosing love and jumping happened just a few months ago. You know, and again, I was faced with this this internal crises over feeling as if what I was doing with my time and what I was doing with my energy was not aligned with my heart and what I truly wanted to be doing. And a couple months ago, I was, again, the marketing director for this time a marketing agency. And I had been there for about three years. And I had I just felt like I was at the end of my of my time with them. You know, the, the path was complete. But I was incredibly afraid of letting go of that financial security blanket. I was afraid of letting go of the money that I was receiving from them every month, that that dependable paycheck. Even though my plans for what I wanted to build had a much higher financial payout. So it's like being afraid to let go of $10 to go grab $100. That's exactly what the fear was for me. Yet, I chose to jump. I said, you know what? I would not be able to sleep peacefully at night 
knowing that the next morning I had to wake up and jump into or go into a situation, into a work environment that I just wasn't in love with. So I jumped. And you know the crazy thing? I think the universe is funny at times. Um, you make decisions and then the universe will test you and say, okay, how, how strong do you feel on that, on that decision? The day after I told my boss that I was complete and that I was going to be transitioning, Sarah and I found out we were pregnant. The day after. And I, I laughed, you know, I laughed. I was like, wow, okay. The universe is saying, how strong are you in your conviction? <laughs> how committed are you to this decision? How, how strong is your ability to choose love? Because it would have been very easy for those fears to creep in. It would have been understandable. I think most people will think, yeah, of course, you know, like that was that would be the financially responsible thing to do is to go back to the job to go. You know, because I, I could have I absolutely could have. They wanted me, you know, they, they 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 would have taken me back with open arms. But that would have been me choosing fear over love. So all of that is to just show you through through my experiences and who I'm being that you can live a life of choosing fear. You can choose fear 99 times out of 100 and then in that 100th time you can choose love. And I'm an example that if you choose love one time out of 100, that can spark a chain reaction of love in your life. That if you jump one time out of 100, that can lead to many more jumps. So final takeaway for you is I, I, want, I want you out there listening to really think about that big cliff that you're standing on right now. That cliff that, you, that, that you've created for yourself that you are just terrified of jumping off of. You know, it could be a new business that you want to start, but you're afraid to quit your job and, and leave that security behind, just like I was. It could be a new relationship that you want to start, but you're afraid of making yourself vulnerable and opening yourself up and, and potentially being rejected by that person. You know, it could be an old relationship that you want to end, but you're afraid of, of being by yourself. You know, you're afraid of being alone and, and facing the consequences of cutting the cord with that person. It could be taking that big first step towards addressing your health. But you might be afraid of the work that you're going to have to put in because maybe in the past you've, you've tried to address your health, but it didn't go well. So you, you don't know if you have the willpower. And it could be saying no to something, to that thing that a person has asked you to do for them, but you're afraid of letting them down because you've spent your whole life just doing for other people and you don't know what it's like to do for yourself. Whatever your cliff is, I want you to identify it. I want you to pick just one. And I want you to imagine what your life would be like if you chose to jump. If you gave the finger to that fear and you did that thing that you were afraid of. I want you to sit in that feeling, that feeling of soaring to, to envision you, know, you flying on your gifts and you flying in your passion and you flying with love. And I want you to envision the ripple effects that will move through your life as you, as you make that decision to choose love over fear and have the love impact your next decision 
which impacts your next decision and so on and so forth. I want you to really just feel what it's like to be alive because you made that decision to jump. And then I want you to kiss all of that goodbye. I want you to say goodbye to it because it's not going to happen because we are creatures of habits and patterns. And if you've spent your whole life choosing to stay put, then chances are you are not going to break that pattern now. You're not going to choose to jump. And that's the reality. That's what the numbers say. That's, that's statistically what's going to happen. Because the best way to see where you're going to be tomorrow or next week or next month is to look at what you're doing right now. Is look at where you are now. Because the things that you're doing now, the choices that you're making right now are what's going to impact you tomorrow and next week and next month. And right now, you're choosing to stay put on that cliff. You're choosing fear. You're choosing not to jump. But here's the kicker. I I can imagine you might be listening thinking, what the hell, man? Like, How can you build me up like this and then just kick my legs out from under me? I promise you that I am not that cruel. The kicker is that you have choice. You always have choice. And up until now, you've chosen fear. But you don't have to choose fear again. You know, the odds are that you will, but you don't have to. So if you've listened to the show in the past, you know that I'm a huge fan of Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And the very first habit in that book is be proactive. Now, the essence of that habit is that we all have choice. We choose who we're going to be moment to moment and day by day. You know, we choose how strong and courageous and brave and vulnerable that we're willing to be. We choose how much risk that we're willing to take. We choose how we're going to show up when life serves us up with circumstances. And, and we choose how we're going to act in the face of all those different cliffs that we stand on. And you can choose is the big part of it. You can choose. And you don't have to choose fear over love if you don't want to. Now, I'm saying that it's simple because it does come down to a choice, that binary choice, fear, love, but it's not easy. And I know it's not easy because I've been there. I know it's not easy because I spent so many years choosing fear, choosing not to jump. However, I can, I can tell you, we can go back to that Jack Canfield quote, that everything you want is on the other side of that fear. All those things that you were envisioning, that feeling that you felt in your core of being alive is on the other side of fear. It's on the other side of jumping. So I would not have been able to experience the rush and the exhilaration and that amazing moment when my feet touched the ground from my skydiving if I hadn't jumped in the first place. I wouldn't have had the chance to experience what it's like to be flying, to be at 15,000 feet and to look out and to see everything and to feel the wind rush and to feel my body as it's weightless. I wouldn't have had a chance to experience all of that if I didn't jump. So I want you to envision your cliffs. I want you to imagine what choosing love and choosing to jump will feel like. And I want you to ask yourself whether you're willing to choose to stay put now that you know what soaring can feel like. 
So with that, I appreciate you hanging out with me today. If you like the show, if, you, if you're enjoying this podcast and you've gotten something out of it, then I would absolutely love if you would subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes. So reviews, they really, really help my show. Um, they help the show get found by other people, people who are, might be in a similar place as you or people who just might find this type of content interesting. And I appreciate the gesture tremendously. So again, if you've gotten something out of this show, please, please review it. Um, you can find links below in the show notes to review and to subscribe. And with that, my name is Matthew Bivens. I thank you so, so much for listening. And here is to you having it all. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep, we are one of the esteemed shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you need to do is visit firesidenetwork.com and under shows, select Having It All. From there, you can access all the episodes, see the show notes, learn about my guests, and more. Second, I am very excited to announce that my brand new website is live. Visit MatthewBivens.com and you can learn more about me, get plugged into an accountability group, and pick up some free content like the Abundance Benchmark. I am all about helping you not only identify what your ideal life looks like, but also helping you on your journey towards it. I want you to experience more abundance and love in your life. So, again, you can find out more information about all of that great stuff at MatthewBivens.com. Thank you once more for listening to the show. And here is to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.